We'll start this episode, and by the way, I had to change my background real quick if you're watching on YouTube, because Derek was wearing the same thing I was, and we couldn't be seen in public wearing the same dress, essentially, is what that would be like. Nope. Be I have a background I don't, of a thing I don't even care for. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> so want to I don't. The bottom line is, all of us are trying to compensate for Dan's awesome setup he's got for podcasting. None yeah. of us have that. Otherwise, yeah. I just it's just a kitchen for me. Yeah. Get on my level, bro. We should just have the video just be of Dan and then us just little talking heads. No, you don't want you don't want to see pundits. You don't want my dumb face. You you want Derek's dumb face, right, Derek? There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to episode seventy-three of <laughs> the current podcast. gen podcast. And uh, yeah, Derek just made a little kissy face at Dan for those of you who need the description. Uh, there you go. Um, we are right in the middle of summertime and. I think the for the most part the major gaming release drought is kind of here. Like it's not like it's I shouldn't call it a drought, but it certainly has slowed a little bit. But mm-hmm. that's this gives a game like Death Door, which we'll talk about later in the show, a chance to shine. And I love when that kind of stuff happens. I feel like it happened in 2019 with the Plague's Tale. That's where that game got to shine for me because there was a little bit of a lull there, and I got to enjoy that game where I probably would have skipped it if there had been some other big AAA games. And so. Um, so it's not all bad when this kind of stuff happens, and it is allowing me to play through the entire Mass Effect trilogy. I'm still rolling through two and loving it. So I am curious, are you guys going dipping back into the backlog at all when it comes to gaming? Are you going back to old games, or are you trying to find new stuff? What are you doing? Well, I mean, technically backlog of a TV show that I had completely forgotten about. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I saw the first season of that, and it has since then concluded. So I was like, I need to I need to catch up on that. And oh, it's, you're so the one that put it. that show in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's hear about yeah. it. Mr. Robot Mister Robot is insane, dude. It is yep. a completely bonkers show. Um, it's definitely one of those shows that I feel like if you're one of those super critical people, you're going to be like, oh, the show is trying to be so edgy. And, like, it's being so self-indulgent. But like, if you just kind of watch it and just enjoy it for what it is, it's it's a super fun show. It's it's crazy. There, you know, characters that it's one of those shows where there are characters that you're like, I really like that character, and like two episodes later, they're dead. Oh, it's so it's, uh, it's Rami Malek. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Um, it it has almost sort of similar vibes to like Breaking Bad in the sense mm-hmm. that just like each season it just escalates and escalates yep. and escalates and and then there's just the moment where like things just explode and like whether it's a character death or just something insane happens. Um, yeah. but essentially Rami Malek, um, his character Elliot is a like basically a genius hacker. Um, and there's this corporation called E Corp, but every time like they talk about it, everyone says Evil Corp. And it pretty much has his hands in like everything. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially like the little guy trying to defeat Apple, the big guy. Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. All, all of those guys. Amazon, Bezos trying Amazon. to get to the moon. Whatever Jeffrey he's doing. Bezos. Microsoft <laughs> buying everything. Or, I got it. Or I'm sorry, Dr. Evil trying to fly to Mars, right? I don't know if you guys have seen the Bezos doctor. I did see that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it's just, I I think it's an excellent show. I think there's a little bit of a lull in the beginning of season two where things kind of are slow. 
Um, but once that, you get over that hurdle, um, it's just like it's insane. It's just boom, boom. Especially season three. Season three is just a a freaking roller coaster of just like there's no stopping. You're just no. going max speed up and down, up and down, going nice. through the corkscrews. It like it does not stop after se- season two wraps up, which is which is the weakest season. But I still really liked it. But when season two wraps up and it, season three onward is just yeah. absolutely insane. How many seasons and did you find this? This uh, four seasons. I thought it was five. Uh, it's four, yeah, it's four. Okay, um, I think they split four into two but, parts. Well, um, so each episode is like somewhere between forty-five to fifty-five minutes. Like, so they're long episodes. It gets, it gets longer after that. There's some some of them are like movies. Yeah. Well, I know I know the last two episodes apparently so, were like aired on the same night, so it was almost question, like watching a movie. But does it have like an ending, or is it like yeah, yeah. to be continued? Good question. So I haven't finished it yet. So Jeff could answer that more specifically, but. It it does, but uh, it's not. Huh. I don't know, man. Leave it open. No. Is it one of those where they like conclude it, but then it's still technically open? Like Dexter. You, you could argue it's open ended, but I I mean I feel like there's a sense of finality to it in terms mm. of the overarching internal no, struggle. No, Jeff, I can't character. argue because I didn't watch it and I'm not going to watch. <laughs> I said it's not you. <laughs> Do literally not tell you. me that I can argue this. People I mean, could argue you know, you listeners that right now, the show. I didn't tell you this, but Derek's back. I don't know if it was. <laughs> Derek is yeah, here. if you're hearing I, a I wise I just like ass. the fact that I started arguing with Jeff, and my argument was that I can't argue, but I'm <laughs> arguing that argument. It's very meta. Well, uh, you yeah, guys have meta. no idea how woke I am. Like, this is <laughs> the part that y'all miss when I'm not here in the show. Like, you yep. guys don't know this, but Derek actually went to a off to, on a single safe retreat all by himself he was out in the wilderness just meditating for two straight weeks mm. he came he came back enlightened he had a man bun which he has since cut oh, God. how he do the man bun so quick but i can't imagine Derek with the man bun that sounds gross he was going barefoot all the time alpha. if there's one thing i hate it's guys that have long hair do any of you <laughs> i really get angry especially when girls are like he's so dreamy i'm like it's a girl <laughs> it's a girl, so you're attracted to girls. You're a <laughs> like when the guy has nicer hair than the than the woman. It's like that's something's up. Something's up there. Yeah, yeah. I just don't but, like um, hair. It's even like okay, my facial hair is not long. Like well, I mean, well, <laughs> we all know the guy who can't grow hair, the little boy on the show. But the other two have longer facial hair than me, and this bothers me. Like. I'll get compliments on it. Like, you should keep your facial hair on. I'm like, no, this bothers me. I just eat hair. Yeah. Yeah, Derek gets his entire body waxed every week. Into your original (laughs) question. No, I have not been gaming a lot. But when I have been gaming, I've been... What did I finish? I finished something. Uh, Outriders? Yeah, I finished Outriders. (laughs) I enjoyed that. I don't think I talked about it on the show. I really enjoyed it. It's a really good game. I know I've talked about the game on the show, but I wanted to finish it. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the people that like it are the ones that stuck with it and they got what it is. I'm not saying if you don't like it, you don't understand the game. I'm saying that if you've only played like a couple of hours, but you thought the gameplay was cool, but you didn't get hooked, more unlikely, not saying this is it, you didn't get hooked because you were getting booted a lot or 
you're too early on that you haven't really unlocked the full potential of the gameplay. Uh, it is one of those games that as you unlock more skills, get better guns, get better armor, start to look cooler, like your aesthetics start to look cooler, and you start teaming up with other people that have different powers and you combine those powers, the game turns into just hordes and hordes of action-packed fun. And that's what becomes addicting because it doesn't, it doesn't like passively give you loot every once in a while. You're constantly getting loot. And it and the reason that's good, because you could be like, well, I'm getting 50 average things I'm never going to use, and I got one good thing. Okay, so use that one good thing. Now take those 50, and you can either um, dismantle them, which is good to do um, in some cases, because it can actually upgrade your older good loot to make it more powerful and keep it current. Or you can sell it, and then when you sell it and you get enough currency, they always have stuff like special sales. Like every single merchant has a special sell, and it's always higher end stuff, like le not legendary, but like epic stuff. So while you might be getting rares, they're selling epic. So you just collect a ton of rares, sell them, and then you buy an epic that's you know at your level or higher. So they, they kind of got me hooked on that whole looter shooter, but the action of it, like as somebody who loves Borderlands and Gears of War, they do a heck of a job of combining those two. It's not open world like Borderlands. It's more linear, um, but it's a little bit more open than I would say Gears. But they, they combine that loot within the really cool... I'm not going to say it's a cover-based shooter. Yes, you have the ability to take cover, and yes, at times you definitely need to utilize it, but the whole game is built off of you staying in the action. Like you, There's only one class that can actually heal itself. Everybody else has to heal by uh, outputting damage. So if you're not damaging and fighting and you're just hiding in a corner, you're dead because they're going to swarm you and you're not healing. So... Um, the game is all about being offensive, and it's chaotic. Solo, it's okay. Randoms and friends, that's when it goes and steps up into an eight, eight and a half for me, because mm. it's just that good of an experience. So I did finish that game. I did play some of the end game. Um, it's cool. It's a lot like the single player, but it's just it's just straightforward like it's just go from this area to this area and they put a timer on it and the faster you finish the objective the better loot you get so um, i remember reading about their plans for this game because it's not a game as a service like live game thing but they are planning you know with its success because it has been at least relatively successful well putting on game doing... pass was super intelligent because yeah, i they're really doing... think it would have done as well they said they're thinking of um what was the game they... Oh, they quoted... Um, they were quoted as using Diablo, their way of doing mm. expansions, as their inspiration. So we want to create... They want to create a large element of new content, you know, new area, new weapons, new bosses, new story, and then release it as a large expansion as, as opposed as, to yes. small content drops. As far as story and lore, it's actually interesting. And I've said this before. So the voice acting is... Horrible. Yeah, it's, it's the dialogue and some of the voice acting and the presentation. Like, when you're watching the cutscenes, you're like, this is B-level movie mm, stuff. Yeah. Like, you're like, I, uh, this is dumb. It's but just crazy to me because I'm playing a 10-year-old game right now. No, 11-year-old game. And the voice acting and 
cutscenes yeah. are so good still. Like the Mass, Mass Effect, Effect 2. Yeah, it's yeah. done better than this game that came out this that year. That game is that old? 11 years old. Yeah, yeah it, it does not feel like that old. Yeah. So is, the ending, that. Um, is the ending satisfying, though? Like, I know the story isn't your main focus with that game, but... Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I fought, I fought a villain, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was just I some guy that know why I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it wasn't like a villain that been throughout the game, or the meme where the the no, I was actually. I don't even know who you are. I don't yeah. know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Why are you mad at me? Why are you trying to kill me? But um, I did. Towards the end, I stopped paying attention to the story, but like the first three fourths of it, I knew what was going on. Mm. Um, and so overall, I thought it was it was interesting enough to yeah to warrant a, a full playthrough, but it was more just about beating it. I then did uh, jump back into Mass Effect 2. I've lost the drive to play Scarlet Nexus. It's not because it's a bad game. It's still fun. I'm like half. Yeah, I'm halfway through the first campaign playthrough. I will Just come too back. Long. It is. It's, it's too it's long. A long. And um, in the in the gameplay is still fun. Yeah. But it got a little obnoxious too, so I was like, "Okay, now you're losing me," and that's probably going back to what Dan said. It's like, yeah, it's a little too just, long. Like, to the point. Yeah, yeah. like it, again, it it was like thirty to forty hours for my one playthrough of one half of the game. So then that's, that's like another thirty forty hours for the other. It's like no, th- this whole game should have been thirty to forty hours. Like, which like okay, if you're trying to create a JRPG that makes sense, and this is more like a, they're trying to create semi action JRPG, which I yeah. love the. Action. Like everybody knows, my favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy fans think that's stupid, but I like it because I like the gameplay. I like the open world, and that's to me what is somebody who appreciates linear games more now. I still think Scarlet Nexus would have been better if it was more open and had different areas, whereas yeah. they just keep rebooting you into the same areas, and it's very bland areas. Um, but but anyways, my goal is to, at some point, to finish Mass Effect 2. But because I am um, trying to stop dating, which I think I say that like every other month. <laughs> anyway, I'll give you a quick update. Because I was talking to Tim in private, and I was like, yeah, I broke up with a girl. It, it ended. What a heartbreaker. Good. It was. No. It was, it was I, I, mean, I cried for multiple Sorry, days. he wasn't talking to you. Um, so... <laughs> Um, no. He just breaks down right here, right now. Like, <laughs> and I was like, it was like one of those endings where you're like, for two months we wasted our time because both of us were actually literally lying to each other. Like, I like you, I like you, and I'm secretly telling my friends, I'm not really into her, I'm not physically attracted to her, I'm going to just play it out and see how it goes. And she's secretly telling people that I'm now talking to that are like, yeah, after the first date she wasn't interested in you, and then she was interested in you, and then she wasn't. I was like, Oh my God, dating's so much fun. So I decided, I actually decided, I was like, okay, I'm out of this relationship. I'm happy I'm out of it. I'm not, I didn't even go through a mourning process. I was just like, good, you're gone. But I was like, I really need to stop dating. And then I literally get hit on yesterday. And it's like this girl I work with, she's older, so this could be a bonus. But she's like five foot. She's Brazilian. No, she's Say no more. Seriously, say no more. 
<laughs> so I'm begging please, you. Please, please talk. Please dating, talk more. My whole not dating's not gonna happen. But, but I Derek actually, didn't tell you why. A little older. He actually works and lives in a retirement village, and these ladies are. They're at the end of the road, is what he's trying to say. Um, so when they when they break up with him, they died because he's, he's like he's like that dude, uh, Jack Kevork, the guy who was like Doctor Death, but he was like killing people, <laughs> yes. mercy killing them. Yes. but he's mercy doing them. It's it's a little different. Did you uh, did you do anything with her colostomy bag that was sexual? Yes, everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. Not dating. So that your about mind that? went. That your mind went there was so disturbing that you even thought. <laughs> Immediate question. I know. You know, <laughs> well, I've always wanted to ask story, this. Timmy. Even though you don't like my dating updates, I had a point to my story. The point was I wasn't gonna try to date, but it potentially could be dating. Don't know. But I wanted to like get back into gaming, not to force it in. If I don't like it, I don't like it. But I, I did want to like try to get back into gaming, and so I decided to buy. Death Store. Now, that game does not sound or look like something I would care about. In fact, I was talking to Jesse and Rob in, like, uh, a private group chat, and I told them I bought it, and, and they were like, what made you buy it? I don't know if they really know much about the game. And I was like, um, Tim and Jeff, and I literally said this, I was like, Tim and Jeff endorsed it, which <laughs> I hate their taste. So I thought, let's go watch a video just so I can tell them they're stupid. So I started watching uh, started watching a playthrough of it with, with Fighting Cowboy, which anybody who listens to our show knows, I really like him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Like yeah. a crow with like what it looks like a red lightsaber. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let me, let me go check this out. And I had $10 in Microsoft currency, so I bought it. I haven't played a lot, and I may not play a lot. Next week, I might tell you guys this game is trash. You never know with me. Um, True. But the little True. bit I played and the boss fight I had, I liked it. I Here's what I think I like. I, the combat's okay. Like, it's not, it's not amazing, but it's definitely fluid. It's not bad either. But I think I just like the um, – I love the music that's playing while you're yeah, just exploring the, the world. Yeah. I like how – Here's what it is. The world's dark. I can tell the story seems to be dark. Death store. Um, but the music is not really dark. It's almost like... Is there anything you could compare like other games? Like I'm curious. Dude, what the, it, it, like. the music has a bit of a Zelda vibe to it. Okay. It's like very orchestra. It's not, again, it probably has some dark parts in it, maybe as you keep playing it. It, it starts it's, out a little sadder, doesn't it? Like it's a little yeah, piano heavy not. at the beginning, mm. but then it really starts to build up like as color comes into the world. As you start to yeah. get to these areas that are more colorful, the, the music picks up with it. It's great, man. Some There's some it's moments where the music like is like. You're playing an adventure mm. game more than yeah. you're playing Dark Souls or something dark is what yeah. I'm trying to say. I agree with you. So I'm really enjoying that game, which I didn't expect to, to enjoy. But again, I bought it with the agenda or the purpose to, like, just try to get back into gaming um, yeah. and see if I, if I enjoy the game. I don't think it's all just me not enjoying games. I also think this year, I'm going to say it, it just sucks. There's not a lot of great games that came out. When I'm, I'm, when I'm saying Outriders is probably... The, well, it is the most fun I've had. Mm. Um, Scarlet Nexus would probably be second most. Where's as far as Village? Gameplay. 
Well, that's... Uh, can you let me talk, old man? <laughs> I'm just surprised that it's not number one. That's why I'm well, saying that. Resident Evil Village might be number one, like, in my... Overall? Yes. Yeah. But as far as gameplay, Resident Evil is probably three. Um, but, yeah, my point is, is that there hasn't been a lot of, like, heavy hitters that I'm like, I gotta play this. Like, when you're most excited for an expansion for Ghost of Tsushima... You got yeah. issues this year. Great. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Yep, now I'm too. curious. I want to talk more about. I I do you want about... more details on my dating life? I just I want do. to. <laughs> I do want that. Explicit. Yes, please tell us more. MC17 I do want to talk details. more about Death's Door, but you actually brought up an interesting. You brought up an interesting topic. I'm curious about it, whether it's for you or for, for others too. Is that when you go through those phases of like, I don't really want a game. Maybe yeah. I'm tired. That's I'm me right now. Yeah. Work. Yeah. I've got family stuff i just don't want to then what becomes your outlet i'll start with you derek since you brought it up what what's your outlet outside of you know i know you're very busy you've got a very busy schedule but then what do you do let's just say gaming's not doing it for you it's cool that maybe a few games are starting to bring you back in now but when it's not doing it for you then what is your thing i mean i can answer that but then it like makes me look bad as a person because i'm very racist mean (laughs) bigot is there anything else you could guys could describe me as? Are those your hobbies? <laughs> yeah, like... that, that is my hobbies and who I am on the show. But uh, so I work about 14, 15 hours a day, every day, Monday through Friday. So I'm absolutely wiped Monday through Friday. So I don't do anything. I go home and go to bed. And then the weekends, I try to stay busy, um, usually either dating or just hanging out with people. But as far as what I do, if I do get a little bit of downtime, this is the part where I look bad. I watch sermons like nonstop. Oh, okay. right. well, I don't so think that I, makes you look bad. Why would that make no, you look bad? It was a joke. I don't. Oh, really okay. Care what, All right. I was like, why does why does that make you look bad? But I watch sermons, so I watch a lot of sermons. In fact, that's where I think I was seeing the teetering of not really enjoying video games. It's not just oh, you go through seasons where you're just like, oh, I just don't really play games. That's normal. Even when I was hardcore obsessed with gaming, which I would say it was an obsession and it was unhealthy because it was like what I put my validation in is like, you guys, I play more and buy more games than you guys. Um, but now, like, for me, I don't even find a lot of joy watching videos. Like, I don't, I used to get hyped over like, this game's coming out. And a lot of my hype would be from, even when I'm not in the mood to game, I would watch gameplay videos or previews or reviews or whatever. I was always watching games media. Yeah. Now I'm not in the know. Like, I loved knowing more than most of you. Like, if you guys were like, I don't know what that game is. I usually knew what that game was. Now I don't care about it. So for mm. me, I think that's when I started going, do you even care about video games? So you're already struggling to play them, but now you can't even watch or care to talk about them and stuff like that. So yeah, in my downtime, I get more excited about sermons because I there's a positive impact. Whether you believe in God or not, it's not important. You can go watch a sermon and find something in it because they talk about stuff that's practical. Like, hey, think good thoughts. Stop being yeah. a Debbie Downer. Stop being a victim. You know, do something with your life. Now they obviously use the Bible and they talk about God. But for the most part, you can take practical stuff. A lot of people don't realize that they – I don't want to get on too bad. I don't care. Shut up. 
Shut up, Tim. I'm going to pre-shut Tim up. <laughs> Tim's Try like, I didn't up. do anything. Tim's I like, I'm on your side. I'm, I'm going to get on a soapbox real quick. Tim what I was about to defend you and you. say, if anyone hears you say, I'm really into listening to sermons, and they can't connect the dots, like, well, I guess that makes sense. I like listening to podcasts or reading books. Like, I I don't know why anyone wouldn't get that. So I was going to defend you, you jerk. I was going to say, Tim's the most religious one here, right? I mean, I would say, out of the four of us. Continue, Derek. Let's hear this. I wanna, I'm curious. Oh, where you're... It's too late. I don't even know what I was saying. What was I saying? If you because you're always talk, it's because you're always talking out your ass. That's why. <laughs> well, if you hear me preach, this is how I am. Like I, I start on a point. I got a point, and then in the middle of my point, it's like another point comes in. I'm like, I gotta go talk about this. I'll maybe come back. Maybe that's why you watch sermons so much because you're like, I can't do that. I can't follow a single train of thought and then loop back to that same train you know of thought. Next time, I hear that, next time I hear that you're going to be doing any kind of public speaking sermons or otherwise, I, I want to come sit in the back of the room. That way, as you're talking, you'll lock eyes with me and be like, shut up, Tim. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and then you'll be like, what the hell was I talking about? They're, they're all going to turn around and be like, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, I had a great point, too, and I, I can't remember what, what I was, like, r- ranting about. And then I was like, I got to tell Tim to shut up because he's going to cut me off here. Maybe you out. should. Maybe you should talk to God about your uh, your negative attitude towards Tim. I do. I have issues with white people, so <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Okay. All four of us are so very white. White. Yes. I can't the stand white. Podcast, ball. you know. I'm the most different one out of all of you, but I'm still white. Yeah, like it's true. White yeah. passing, I guess. And you can't grow facial hair, which is annoying. Well, I do want to talk a little more Can about bar ears? Death's Door as well. And <laughs> Jeff, I know you played Death's Door a little bit. Uh, what were your initial impressions? Because I've been playing it for quite a bit. I've got a lot of thoughts. But I'm curious what you thought. I haven't really, because I'm in that gaming rut that we were just alluding to. So uh, you're getting back into music, just like Derek's getting back into. That's why. A lot yeah, of because music, sermons, growing in his faith, which I think right. is awesome. Of course, I share that same faith with Derek, so I love that. I've mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot from you on getting back into creating art through music, and yeah. I got to say, I admire that. Also, I think that's great. Actually, oh, Jeff, uh, plug plug your stuff because I, I yeah. forgot to mention that like a couple episodes ago because I know you were like, oh, my new uh, single is dropping. So yeah, I really go ahead. Talk. The biggest problem with me uh, as a musician and writer and recording artist is uh, I hate talking about my stuff. Um, <laughs> even when I'm at shows where you're supposed to, mm. I'm like, go to my website, whatever, who cares? Uh, but um, <laughs> whatever, I'll talk about it because you asked. Um, <laughs> Uh, my new song is called Bachelorette. It's on wherever you stream music, uh, literally anywhere. It's even on TikTok. Catchy, man. Oh. It's catchy. Oh, thanks, dude. Um, it's that very was the goal. funky. That was the it's goal. It's funky, as you described. And uh, yeah, just go on my website, jmwsongs.com. I, it's it's a very crude website. It's poorly designed uh, because it's designed by me and not a web designer. So it literally dude, just has so that's music. that's what I do. Top. Let me design your website. <laughs> And then okay. I will have you I, do I will the give music. you a password. Yeah. <laughs> can you design can you design my website? Shut up Tim. Shutuptim.com. <laughs> that domain is so expensive. You couldn't <laughs> <laughs> So that's Shut that's up. what I'm doing. If I'm not promoting that on social media, I'm playing gigs. And if I'm not doing that, I'm writing songs because I'm I'm I really don't want to be in a rut in, in terms of writing new stuff. Um, and if I'm not doing that in my free time, uh, work has been so much for me lately. Like, even if I have a gig or an open mic on a certain night, I'll go to the open mic, come back, and work. Yeah. And before the open mic, I'm working. So I'm working a lot. But when I'm working at home and I don't have to talk to anybody in a meeting or whatever, I'm mostly watching movies or TV shows. So it's most that's been most of my life. But I at least got 
at least got a little bit into Death's Door because it's uh it's right up my alley for sure. Yeah. And uh, initially I was kind of worried about playing it because I don't really do. I don't know. I heard somebody describe it with uh, as with roguelike as an adjective, and no. I'm like, no, I don't really. It's not that yeah. at all. I don't really respond that's, to those. That's why I never even I I knew what Death Door was as far mm-hmm. as like I saw people talking about it, but as soon as I saw like well my background that cover picture like yeah. I guess that's their title picture or whatever I was like art style no and this is probably <laughs> right. a rogue roguelike like indie game no. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I watched it and I was like, oh, he died. Oh, he's not starting. Oh, oh, you can actually beat this game? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I'll be Yeah, it's yeah, much more Zelda of, um, and uh, much less uh, Souls or yeah. um, Rogue Legacy. It's not those yeah, games. So you, so you do, you're, you're supposed to die in some, like, I mean, I was at the first door thing, giant door thing. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if there's more than one. There are, um, yeah. Okay. But I was at the first one and I died, like, immediately. Because... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I went up to him to melee, I was trying to eye. shoot my arrow, and I was like hitting the wrong button. He killed me, like one of the first bosses. Or yeah, and, uh, and I was like, okay, you're so you're supposed to die in this game, but it is still forgiving because when you do die, you're not really losing anything. So real quick, because um, Derek, I know you're musical too. I don't know if you've put any music out though. Have you ever put music out outside of like, hey friends on Facebook? Like, do you have it on? Is there a way I had a else? MySpace page. I think you My, made fun of me one MySpace. time. <laughs> no, I didn't. I like this. You've only shared one song with me, I think, and I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've only seen the one. Well, I guess two you shared been to you. on I Facebook. Liked, I liked your songs. Yeah. Oh, my got stuff's nice good. Like, I'm not even going to be fake, like, bashful. Like, oh, I hope people like... No, my stuff's good. Yeah, that's that's it? me, dude. I have a problem with <laughs> being like... Even though I like the song and, and I acknowledge it, I put hard work into his song. Yeah. I still have a problem with being like, it's good, guys. Go listen well, to it. I because, like, it. I, f- I feel like when you are, ta- like, it's it seems like the people that are super talented are just always going to be the most critical of their work because they, like, it's not good enough, right? It's like, no, I could have done maybe it just this doesn't or this measure better. Up, in my mind, well, doesn't measure you always up to what hear, I listen to. You always hear something else. So, like, for instance, I write, okay, so I'm a metal guy. So mm-hmm. I, you would think my music would be heavier. And there is. No one song that i wrote that if i had a full band clearly you can hear like the influences of the riffs that it would be heavier but all my stuff is goo goo dollish like and it's like lighthearted lyrically it's not like my i guess you could say your my persona here but this isn't i don't think this is even a fake version of me like this is my sense of humor this is how i am in the work office all that stuff but when I write, I write, like, I think there's some deep, like, there's some darkness to it. But for the most part, they all, it always has an answer. Of course, it's most of the time it's Jesus or God. But, like, my stuff is very, very goo-goo dollish. Like, the one song that I wrote for my mom that I played at her funeral, and I got to write it before she passed away and I, she got to listen to it too, which is great. Cause my mom's me. So she's like listening to it. And she's like, I liked it. The guitar's too loud. And I'm like, mom, that <laughs> song was written loud. Mom, that song was God talking to you. Like he had a special message. For well, did you. he have to yell? So yeah. from <laughs> He's all the way up there. Yelling. And the only feedback you can give me is, like you moving your fingers on the guitar, I can hear like that, and I didn't like it. 
so, I love um, it. But anyways, I, so I yeah, I've shared my stuff like back when you can look me up, like put Derek Teagan, my MySpace page will show up, still show up. You'll see a cheesy like Backstreet Boys picture yeah. of me sitting back with a guitar. You can Google it right now. And yeah. I don't think you can listen <laughs> to the song that's on there. But I have about five or six songs that I've shared with people. I think 10, 15 years ago, yeah, I would be a little bit more shy because I would want the people to come back to me and say, that was great. Now, like, um, when I share my music, I do not care if you compliment me. When I preach my sermons, I don't care if you compliment me. And I mean this, like, I actually don't want you to compliment me because I just want to just put it out there and the opinions of others don't empower me, whether it's positive or negative. I can um, see the image in Google search. Look at that sweet young face. But then when pretty, I, but then when I actually try to go to the MySpace page, nothing is loading up. Yeah, I don't. I try to because I don't have that song anymore. The one that's on there, I know it. I remember how I wrote it and stuff. But I can't listen to it. I'm like, oh, I'm a little gotcha. bummed. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but. Um, but yeah, I've shared some of my stuff, and I do like it. I'll even go back and listen to my stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, my camera keeps... Like, All right, it sounds great when you adjust it, so keep doing it. Yeah, please. Hold can me. you do that at least six more times before we... Shut up. Please, <laughs> go to my website, guys, where you can listen to my new song, Shut Up Tim, and it's <laughs> at website shutuptim.com. Uh, Shut Up Tim's a good name, actually. That is a great name. Like a punk band name or something. No, I like I like that it's the full thing. Shut up, Tim. Like STFU is just generic for whoever. This is very specific. Shut up, Tim. This I is mean, very specific for me. I just see I, I just see Timmy in long... his wheelchair. Ta-da! I did <laughs> I did music for a long time myself, and actually seeing Jeff get back into it, because Derek, I like your voice a lot. Jeff, I like your voice a lot. So hearing you guys when you shared your music has made me want to get back into it. I think when I started a family. All that stuff kind of went on the side, and I was like, "All right, what I hobbies can I realistically do and enjoy here?" And so it really came down to just doubling down on my work, trying to be a good dad, and then video games were easy to enjoy while I was holding a baby on the couch or whatever. Like that just kind of mm-hmm. became my easy go-to. So, but same as Derek, you could. I'm on Spotify and SoundCloud and all that stuff. I've got a bunch of older stuff out there. I used to cover like uh, I think I have a Game of Thrones uh, theme song version that I record, all that kind of silly stuff. But I've written a lot of original stuff. Some of it's based out of my faith. The two things that are on Spotify, I've got two like little short albums. I guess they would call them LP. They're like little six or seven song albums. But they were were telling a whole story. So one of them is called The Night Before the War. And that is a buildup to like the darkest time in my marriage in my life. And that's called The Night Before the War. And that's telling that story about how I tried to fight but lost, essentially. And then the one after that's just called Sorry, and that's kind of the aftermath of everything. So those are the two things that they're all, they're both kind of depressing. So, uh, sorry. Dude, about that's that. my, uh, Emo this, since December, I've been working on uh, a project. It's just a four song EP, but it takes so much time because uh, I'm, you only have X amount of dollars available at a given time. And this dude, because you're actually in a studio. Yeah. Because when it, I listen to your stuff, I was like, oh, he's sure. got like a full band, like sound, which is actually what I was going to talk about. Where I write my stuff, and I've just got me and my guitar and an yeah. iPhone. I'm doing that when, too, but um, yeah, I know you but, do that too. But I'm saying, like, when we write, mm-hmm. like, you hear the band, mm-hmm. I hear the band. But for me, when 
listeners listen to my song, they're like, I only hear you and a guitar, and I'm hearing drums. Hey, this could have been a heavier song, electric, right. you know, that type of stuff. That was what I was going to uh, with, with Tim talking about, like, telling stories and stuff, the, the four-song EP that I've been working on is all stuff that I wrote um, either, bef- like, right before or right when the pandemic started. So they're all... They're not happy songs. They're all just being thankful for your health people, and that everyone not. around you is healthy. It's just very thankful songs about, <laughs> they're, about they're being thankful not. you can be in crowds. I mean, there's even one, there's yeah. even like a lyric about a virus in one of the songs. <laughs> and with the title of the freaking EP is called Then Comes a Wave. Remember how we always have talk about, you know, COVID waves and third wave, second wave and stuff like that. I mean... This could have been I, prophetic, but you delayed too long. I did, I did. Now people are going to be like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Still talking about this stuff. <laughs> Guys, I called it. Look. <laughs> I called it in January. I wrote all I these. Oh, yeah, so if you listeners are interested in hearing any of what we are up to outside of gaming stuff, uh, there's some music. And also, let's not leave our friend Dan out. He also has quite the artistic ability, when it, especially if you look at all of our artwork stuff, our logo. I know that you commissioned a friend to help with that, but you really led the way with that. And then all of our thumbnails. So Dan is our... And I've I've dabbled in Photoshop, but once Dan yeah. came in and took over, you can see like, oh, we were here and now we're up here. So yeah, it's He does it so great. quickly. It's it's well, annoying how quickly you do it. You did it so I, I, I get like, on the Dan well, about a lot so, of stuff because I hate him, but he does do good work. Wow, hate's a good. strong word. Hate's a real strong well, word. Well, I mean, even the layout of your area. Yeah, go listen to another are, sermon now. Like, no, I don't so. even know how to properly lay out like a good background for podcast stuff. You've got it all. Well, like... It's because it's so I've mentioned before that I, I like I just like using Photoshop like I like just kind of messing around and figuring things out like I'm 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 an I'm an amateur at the end of the day compared to my friend Brandon like he actually went to school for it like his his actual job is like editing and doing photo overrated. stuff <laughs> but um but yeah like I'll I'll sit here like on this uh, monitor over here doing like my actual job during the day and I'll like think of something I'm like oh we're gonna talk about this game and that game and i'll actually start piecing things together like i already have the thumbnail pretty much set for this episode but then i can basically remove parts if we don't talk about say zelda for example then i'm gonna have to find something to replace the zelda section with um and things like that so i i just like doing like essentially like pre-setting it up because i know what we're gonna talk about and then you know just adding you know some kind of different um there's a like blend options or i forget what it's called in the in the actual thing but adding like shadows and then the shadows you can actually like change the color of the shadow so you're kind of giving it almost like a glow but it's, it's you know kind of behind the image so um yeah it's just it's really fun i'm not artistic i wish i could actually hand draw i have um i have a, f- a friend that i've known since i was like four years old his, his name is uh vasco and dude is like super talented at drawing. Like he's really, really good. Like he went to school for it, but like it just didn't really jive with him because it was more like, yeah, let's kind of like start like at the basics and kind of like do things that you're not actually interested in. And he's like, well, I mean, I want to draw what I'm actually interested in. So yeah. um, I've always been jealous of him because like he just draws really cool, unique stuff. So I've always been and music, too. I've always wanted to be like, oh, I would love to learn how to play a guitar. And every time I try to pick one up and play it, I'm like, I don't this doesn't make sense. This makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. I don't get it. But I do go through periods of time where I won't pick up the guitar for 
few weeks and when i do go to play it i'm like yep calluses are gone <laughs> hurt a lot well it's like it's more like so first of all what is it the frets between mm-hmm. each line on the on the neck of the like yep. i didn't know for like ever that like you're actually holding down in between those different sections mm-hmm. i had literally that was me no when idea. i first started yeah i didn't know i thought it was like on the line kind of like right when yeah. i thought driving was like you're supposed to drive <laughs> on the line <laughs> Your tire has to be on the line. line. (laughs) My tires aren't wide enough. I can't get both lines. Is is that guy drunk? No, he's just, he wants to drive on the line. I don't know. He's just, he's just dumb. But Tim, I thank you for, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I I just, I like doing it and I figured I'd take it over and and just try to make our, you know, actually kind of like look fancier on YouTube. Taking us to the next level. I like it. I like it a lot. Right. Um, so there you go, folks. If you uh, were curious what we do, and I'm sure that those of you who are listening have those same things where it's like, all right, when work and family and other life stuff is kind of taken care of, hopefully, hopefully you're not leaving them to the side. Um, and then gaming just isn't hitting it for you. Maybe not even a show is doing it for you. We talk a lot about shows we're watching. Yeah. Always, I think it's always good to have that thing that you're able to use as an outlet. So music, art, writing, and something where you can... Just let it out. Just uh, try to be way sound more dope. than one or two things, you know? It just it makes it more interesting if you're bored with one or two things, then you're like, I have all these other things I could be into, you know? This is going to sound really, uh, really cheesy, but because I'm not religious, uh, music ended up being the thing I use as, like, therapy, like, five or five or however many years ago. It wasn't that, like, I've been writing for a long time, but it wasn't until, like, five years ago that I started using songwriting as yeah. an outlet for talking about I can relate to that. You know, things that actually got me down in life. Yep. So it kind of it kind of helped me get Makes control sense. of my freaking emotions. The last time I wrote a song was actually three years ago. And it's not because I hadn't tried. My guitar is pretty jacked up right now. I had a nice Taylor acoustic, but it's all... I mean, it works, but I don't... It's not at the level it should be, and I need it fixed. But the last time I actually wrote a song was three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was before I made the biggest mistake of my life or biggest decision of my life that ended up being a terrible, terrible mistake. But I didn't write that song for that situation. Like, I hadn't done that thing yet, and I still wrote this song. But the funny thing about that song was the lyrics were written as I wrote the song, meaning, mm-hmm. like, I was just singing random stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's the only song I've ever written that's talking about a relationship, like me singing to somebody to not give up on me, to stick it through. I still am. I'm trying right now. And as I went through what I went through, that song's meaning, like the lyrics stayed the same. I didn't change the song because I didn't change the lyrics. I was just like, this, I just wrote it, recorded it once. Yeah. And I was like, this is my favorite song. I'm never touching this song again. It is to this day my favorite song I've written. And I still go back and listen to it. But the meaning of the song changed as I went through the storm that ended yeah. up being a year and a half, like, where it was really bad. That's wild. And I thought you wrote it during all that. Yeah, no, so that. I wrote it before, and then the meaning changed as I went through. And I'm like, oh, my that? God. So, yeah, music means a lot to me. And I still like to write because I'm constantly listening to music. Like... I say I listen to sermons a lot, and I do, but I listen to music more. I go for walks all day, every day, just listening to music. So that's another outlet that I enjoy. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. I listen to a lot of music as well. Also, folks, uh, sounds like Jeff and Derek can both predict the future with their songwriting. So if you need <laughs> yeah, I wrote, to uh, place the, any bets, ask the them song, which sports uh, teams they've written songs about recently. Sports uh, Almanac. The song, uh, the song that's called Then Comes a Wave I wrote in January when the virus was just in Wuhan. Uh, so, like, at least according to... Do you have a song time. called Wuhan? Yeah. <laughs> I so, even say, keep that shit in Wuhan. Uh <laughs> That's the bridge. Listen. That's, the bridge. That's the bridge. That's the bridge. I actually wrote a song two weeks ago saying, do not watch G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, Origin. It's trash. That is actually my favorite song that I've written. Trash yeah. is harsh. I'm going to be good honest. One. I feel like trash is harsh. So trash. Well, before it's we talk about, because I do want to hear about G.I. Joe. I know that uh, some of you listening have watched it. I actually want to hear what Jeff has to say first, and then I'll respond. Jeff and Derek, I think, are <laughs> crap all over what I um, said. But I do want to, I do want to talk more about Death Door. So Derek yes. gave some of his thoughts on it. Uh, I know, Jeff, you played it at least a little bit and know that it'd be something you like. So I actually did think it was a Souls-like. So they made the game Titan Souls, the same devs. And so I pl- I remember playing Titan uh, okay. Souls. I actually uh, reviewed it. S- some small w- website uh, hired me as a freelancer to, to play it and review it. Mm. That was a while back. And I so I liked it. It was very difficult, and it definitely had that Souls-like uh, vibe to it. A little bit of Shadows of the Colossus, because you're only fighting bosses, and they're incredibly difficult. Um, and then when you die, you kind of start over, in a way. So I just assumed this would be another very difficult game with just a new setting. This is nothing like it, that game uh, at all. This is The only thing that's similar is that it's a kind of an isometric action game, sort of. Uh, but... Dan Phillips, to give him credit, he actually commented on someone else's post about like, hey, this game's actually, maybe it was his own post. This I've heard this game is a lot like Zelda. And I was like, I don't know if it's a lot like Zelda. And I had just started it. And then now that I've played, I think I'm about six hours in, it tells me I'm uh, like 63% done or something like that. So I think it's about a 10-hour game. I was going to um, say that makes sense. Everybody says it's about 10 hours. Yeah. Um, I can tell you it's completely like Zelda. It's like having a Zelda game that's got... A bit of a lengthy opening before you get to any sort of dungeon, but then there's three very clearly Zelda-inspired dungeons, even down to the point of you have to solve some puzzles to get a key to go back to a door you passed earlier that had a big giant, you know, key on it, uh, lock on it. So, um, but yeah, so those of you listening who don't know what this is, this is an isometric action adventure game. It's got some combat similarity, at least at first, to some stuff that I've played like Hades. It kind of felt fast. Yeah dodge but it's not quite as frantic and fast-paced as that even at least at the start it does get a little crazy later but it's nowhere near the chaos that games like hades become um i like the story the setting you're working at this place called the reaping commission and so it's this big giant place you work called the hall of doors and it kind of reminds me a little bit of the umbrella academy agency or maybe even from loki the tva has a little bit of that vibe where you're part of some kind of group that has connections to the real world through all these doors. That's kind of the the concept. And you are this agent that's a crow, and you're immortal unless you get assigned this giant soul to go collect, and then when you go through the door, you become mortal again. You can age and die until you collect that soul. So that's kind of the, the setup. And you collect smaller souls from every enemy that you kill to trade up for strength, dexterity, speed, ranged attack, nothing that you haven't upgraded before in past games. Um, the uh, the thing that jumped out to me though right away, Derek mentioned the art style. At first, I thought, okay, this is one of those games that's trying to be really artsy with the black and white and the gray. All right, and I 
I didn't necessarily like it at first, but now I really like it because there's areas you go to that get super colorful and really vibrant, whether it's a forest or this underground cave, or I'm up on this mountain area now with these ice crystals everywhere. It, it really makes that hall of doors seem it's a stark contrast when you go back to it, kind of your hub area. Um, Derek already mentioned the music. The music is great. I highly recommend folks go check out the soundtrack for this game. It's really, really good. Um, I think the combat is super precise. Like at first I thought this is fine. A little repetitive, right? Just got to jump out of, you know, roll out of the way and then swing. It's, it's fine. Enemies get pretty tough as you move on. They, they get much tougher and you start to unlock all kinds of abilities and some of them are Zelda like, I won't say what all of them are because it's a little spoilery. It's kind of fun to unlock them for yourself. Um, but you unlock a number of magic type abilities, uh, some ranged stuff you can do, as well as um, some different weapons you can get outside of the sword. So I, I really like it a lot. This game has pulled me in. And of course, there's some there's a mystery behind the Reaping Commission and who you're working for and what's actually happening. And and that's been kind of cool as you unlock as you uh, uncover some of that stuff, too. So I love this game. It's fantastic. It's really, really good. And it was only 17 bucks on Steam. I think it's 20 everywhere else so highly it's on game pass right no not full price it's 20 bucks okay i think but it is now it's console exclusive to the xbox systems right Um, i mean this just screams switch to me suck it ponies (laughs) why (laughs) um seems like a kind of game that should be on the switch but Mm. who knows who knows if it'll it'll probably come I was going to say, I know it's nothing like Ori, but it gave me like that Ori vibe as far as like, like I wanted to play it, which again, if you've listened to our podcast at all, ever, you know, I hate anything like this, but Ori is one of my favorite styles of like, I guess you would say your indie style game. And this one has that same feel and i think the reason why ori brings me in now i will say a big part of it is it's vibrant colors it's dark story and it's just beautiful but it's the music and the emotions as you play the game and ori is super fun this one has that same feel again i'm real early like 30 40 minutes in i'm not yeah. that deep in my opinion I'm can not change. Too, yeah but well it's you make a good point. Vibe. It's got good. I like those comparisons actually to Ori. Yeah, um, I, that's what I thought of when I first started playing. It was Ori. It won't get you in the hearts. It won't pull your heartstrings nearly as much. Like Ori makes you feel things because it's yeah. sad and in the very um, beginning it does. Yeah, it'll make Dan cry. That's what I'm. That's not all I'm trying to say. Dude, um, dude, piano music and like cute little critters and death tears. Yeah, Just all the instant, tears. Instant tears. This one actually is a much more. There's some seriousness to it, uh, some elements of it, but it's actually. It's quite lighthearted. Yeah, it's a little it, silly. It makes a lot of jokes. Like for mm-hmm. example, th- there's a bunch of mini bosses, and at the beginning you face a few of them that kind of feel like bosses. I thought those were bosses, and they they are essentially boss fights. You got to figure out their pattern, and you got to take them down. But then you get to real. There's three like big bosses that you have to fight, and I'm on the third one right now. Um, but the second one, when assuming you do it in the right, well, I think you can go in any order, but I'm not positive. But anyway, the second one you fight is this giant kind of frog type monster and he has all these titles that the the screen usually fills up with these huge letters of you know, introducing you to a character or to a new area 
and it'll just fill it's the style it's just going with these huge white letters on top of the on top of the screen so this brings up his name i forget his name the frog king or something and then it has this title under it and then another title comes under that and another one and the whole screen just fills up with all of his titles and it just gets really silly it's almost like listening to the queen of dragons from game of thrones introduce herself you know it's like all right easy that easy with the titles so it's clearly got some tongue-in-cheek humor there's some stuff in there that makes you makes you chuckle a little bit um so there's also this guy that I've got in my background that he is actually the grandson <laughs> of one of the villains. And uh, she was trying to cast some kind of spell on him for what it was, but messed it up and turned <clears> his <throat> head into a pot of soup. And he keeps offering you soup. He'll take the lid off and be like, you want some soup? Like it's, it's all just it's a little <laughs> silly, but I, I like it. I like that. This game is super fun, super creative. I just like, uh, I just like running around as a crow with a sword. Yeah, yeah. it's it pretty cool. It's definitely pretty cool. Yeah, I like you, you. I like the character you, you control. He looks cool. Yeah, the art. The uh, whoever designed that character did a great job. He looks really cool. I agree. Well, tell me about Snake Eyes. Oh, and by the way, before we go into Snake Eyes, GI Joe, the new GI Joe movie. Um, did anyone play? Derek, you're the only one who bought Skyward Sword. Did you have time to play it? We can always push that. I mean, I can. I only thing I can speak to is how it looks. I played yeah. maybe 20 minutes. I did like one little side quest, and that was it. Okay. It looks good. It actually looks really good. Because I'm going to tell you, like, the trailers and stuff didn't really sell it as, well, this looks good. I it kind of just looked old. Um, but yeah. then I did watch some side-by-sides, and I forgot how ugly the Wii version was. And it back, back then... More than HD. Yeah, it was 480p, I think. Um, back then, the Wii version was a pretty game for a Wii game. I remember thinking it's beautiful. I think that's one of the reasons why they picked the sky and everything, because it was so bright it could hide all the jagged edges and all that stuff because it was all whites and light blues and stuff like that. Um, But this looks really good on your Switch. I have not docked it or anything. I just played it in handheld mode. It ran good. Um, I didn't get to do any combat, though, so I'm not aware of how that works. But... All the videos I watch, like reviews and stuff, they uh, they addressed the control issues. Like if you are like me and do not really want to use the uh, what the switch, what are they called, Joy Cons, yeah. like you would the Wii modes, you can play the game. A lot of the reviewers I watched said they started out that way, but they eventually switched to using the Joy Cons as Wii modes because it actually works really well. Um, but as far as like the little upgrades, like for instance, one of the things they showed me as somebody who complains about this all the time, like I hate listening to characters talk. I hate cutscenes and stuff like that. Skyward Sword had a huge issue with like, as you're running through an area with a link, people interrupted you every five seconds and you were constantly going through dialogue boxes that you could not skip all that stuff. I can't say this game. First of all, blocks you from being interrupted. They actually put little uh, clouds above the people that want to talk to you's heads with the three dots, dot, dot, dot. Um, and then it's up to you whether you walk up to them and talk to them and they give you a quest. Otherwise, you can just run by them. So you okay. can skip dialogue boxes. You can skip cutscenes. Um, although Sounds I've like your told, perfect game. Yeah. Although I've been Skippable. told this is story-wise actually the best Zelda. And it's the pre-sequel or the first one like in the, in the, in timeline, the timeline i believe it's the very beginning yeah 
Yes, it's the very beginning, and it actually has the most emotional story. So if I play through it, which, let's be real, I'm not going to. Not going to happen. (laughs) As much as I love Zelda, and I buy all the Zelda statues and shirts and all that stuff, I think Zelda is my favorite thing to buy Like when I buy gaming stuff. Um, I'm probably not going to play through this one. But I, I thought it looked good. Um, I am going to try to play it a little bit more, but a lot of that has to do with my schedule. Even PC gaming, I joke around about PC Master Race. I haven't touched my PC in forever. I only lay down and play Xbox. That's why I bought Death's, uh, Death's Door on Xbox, because I just knew I wouldn't play it on PC, not with how exhausted I am. That yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. All right, well, if any of us, that includes Derek or anyone else, uh, plays more of skyward sword we'll talk more about that in coming episodes um, the only other one i wanted to ask about before we talk about we wrap it up with some movies and then some headlines um did anyone play chris tales i have it downloaded of i had course. every in, i had every intention of playing this game because I, I knew i knew dan would uh, and i wanted to like be able to at least provide a like yeah i also tried it and i like it or don't like it or whatever but i can't because death store hooked me completely and yeah what i've been playing Go ahead. Well, Chris, uh, I mean, Death Store, honestly, story-wise, sounds at least out the gate a bit more interesting, um, which is disappointing for a RPG, because to me, with an RPG, I, th- I think the story's got to grab you pretty early on. Oh, so you're saying the Chris Tale story is not as strong, maybe, at the gate? I mean, so I'm, I'm probably about four hours in. I, I probably would be further along if I wasn't so obsessed with trying to finish uh, Mr. Robot, because I'm just, like, really enthralled with oh, yeah. Mr. Robot. It's so um, good, dude. So yeah, good. It's, it's very yeah, good. Honestly, legitimately, I didn't get to say this before, but I think that's one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till I def like as far as like where I list shows in my head, like when I finish it, decide. But it's definitely up there for me yeah. with um with Breaking Bad. I'm yeah, not gonna say that it's like quality wise the same as Breaking Bad. I think they are two different shows, but I just oh, I yeah. really like it. So you guys I, are making like Derek look like the most focused person on the podcast <laughs> with how rabbit traily you're both getting. Yeah. Chris, Chris yeah. Tales. Chris Tales. Um, <laughs> so, Robot Tales. It's a, so Chris Bell, the main Derek character, Robert, I think. <laughs> uh, the main character, Chris Bell, is an orphan. Um, and Stop just that. real quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Real quick. I mean, what are you, what are you even doing? He um, needed himself to be polite while he eats. I appreciate that's it. That's very, very nice. Thank you. Um, so she's an orphan, and pretty pretty early on, you find out that um, this orphan has uh, time time mage abilities. So in this game, like the, the emphasis, is, as far as the stories go, is time mages. Um, the village that she lives in gets attacked by goblins. There's like this um, time queen or some sort of queen, evil queen, that's like going around and, and trying to like war with different um, cities and so on and so forth. Um so Chris Bell's uh, powers awaken with the help of uh, is it Wilhelm Wilhelm I forget uh, how to say his name exactly. He's a uh, he looks really really young like almost like a kid, um, but he's actually very 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 old. He's like an, uh, just like a powerful time mage. So he's been around for a while. So he's basically joins your party. So he's trying to teach Chris Bell how to sort of utilize her time abilities because I guess time mages can all kind of. Um, be proficient in different types of uh, time magic. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's nothing There's nothing really specific that's happened yet. Basically, it's just kind of like they're going on this journey to 
Chris Bell doesn't know a lot about her past. She wants to, you know, make her powers better so she can fight this time queen. It's there's nothing really specific yet. There's no um and four motivation. hours in there's nothing specific happening. There's there's no there's no like really like intriguing motivation of like hmm. Why are they going on this journey? Other than, like, there's this evil entity that's sending, like, these soldiers, like, goblins, and then, like, actual, like, kind of so, like, the bosses that you'll fight um, that are sort of, like, her superior minions, like the generals or whatever. Um, but, I mean, the game's beautiful. It's all hand-drawn. Yeah. It, it kind of almost reminds me because it has uh, that field of depth where you can kind of go back and forth, like, this way, like, oh, straight yeah. back. Um, kind of like uh, Octopath Traveler, but it's not yeah. pixelated um so visually it's beautiful um there's just a little bit of jank when like you're kind of transitioning to so there's random the the encounters are random it's random encounters which i mean at this day and age like it's like that's not how i prefer an R rpg to be i know i know the game's trying to sort of do this whole like homage to old traditional like super nintendo a lot of inspiration from uh super mario rpg as far as the combat goes nice. um uh, Chrono Trigger, as far as like kind of doing combo attacks, uh, like synchronized attacks. Um, yeah, just it's it's really just trying to kind of like do that homage to those older, you know, style RPGs. Um, Did you buy this on PS5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so count um, that one against why you should own a Series S, you moron. Okay, <laughs> I, I think Game I'm fine. Pay, I think I'm fine paying forty bucks. Um, I mean, no, just again, keep counting them. Okay. Just keep counting them. That's Eventually fine. you'll pay for it. What do you, what do you, Dan Phillips? Quiet down over there. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so far I can't say for sure, like, whether I'm really super into it. There's just nothing that's, like, story-wise that has grabbed me. The combat, again, is kind of doing that, you know, grabbing sort of the unique attributes from old RPGs. I, I do like the, um, uh, the whole, like, if you hit the X button right when they take a swing, they do, like, an additional swing for additional yeah, like damage. Yeah, Mario RPG, at least love yeah, that. exactly. Or, like, if you're getting attacked, if you hit X at the same time, then you yep. take less damage. So yep. I like that aspect, but, um... I didn't I mean, remember it's... that. I remember playing the demo briefly and thinking just exactly what you said. This looks yeah. really cool kind of at least the demo that I and it's so it was so forgettable I can't really remember it in detail but I remember just thinking yeah. it's kind of bland like it's kind of generic like as far as the combat goes but I thought the art style was awesome yeah I did that's like what that's what yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah. it was gonna grab me but then I saw the combat and I was like oh those type of games aren't for me yeah well I think I think where the unique aspect comes in with the combat is like so again Chris Bell time mage um, the screen is basically, so the screen is kind of like divide, or I think it's this way. So there's like a V. So in the middle, it's the present time. If on the left side, it's uh, past and then the right side is future. Okay. So when you're in combat, that applies as well. So that's basically, cool. um, say there's like an enemy that's like a machine or something in present in like on the, um, on the right side, if you cast like a water ability on it, that it's soaked. And then if you basically use your time magic to um, go from present to, uh, to the future, so basically a certain amount of time has now passed while they were soaked, and now the machine is rusted. So now it's going to take more damage because it's weakened because of the rust. Okay. So kind of like things like that where, it, again, you're, you're doing – but it doesn't really – the game doesn't really inform you what is the best options to do with the time magic because sometimes you'll, you'll basically – push the time forward into the future and the enemy's actually stronger because now the enemy is like older like basically say like you're fighting like a mage 
and then you move the time forward. Now it's like a, a stronger mage because time, a certain amount of time has passed and technically it's like gained more abilities, so to speak. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a pro and con thing. Like yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. actually know if the enemy's going to be weaker, whether you send them into the past or into the future. Like there's nothing in the game that actually tells you. So that's kind of annoying. Um, but it's still like a unique, yeah, but it's still like a unique thing that's there that like, kind of like makes it try to, it, it try, it's trying to make it more interesting so you can take advantage of your abilities and then try to do more damage, but it just doesn't really inform you in any way. So I don't know. I'll keep playing it. I'll, I'll see if it gets more interesting. You reminded me when you said, uh, the elements remind you uh, or seem like they might be inspired by, uh. Chrono Trigger. I know not super strongly, but maybe certain elements. Yeah. That reminded me to give another shout out to Cosmic Star Heroine. If you guys haven't played that game, I have is, that on my Switch. I haven't gotten around to it yet. It is completely a love letter to Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Uh, How not, old is not, it? Not with is the that, time traveling stuff, but. Is that this year or? That was no, that's a few years 17, ago. 2018, oh, okay. something like that. Um, it's usually on. It's usually one of those games that's on sale for every special sale that comes through. So usually, Speaking of games you brought up. Uh, I did get Valiant Hearts because $4 is a steal. Yeah. Um, I just haven't started it yet. You'll love it. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, so unfortunately, Um, I'm just kind of like, eh on Chris Tales, but I'm, I'm hoping it does get better and I'll have maybe more positive things to say next time. kind of what I've been hearing on reviews. Like, nothing bad about it, but nothing overwhelmingly amazing about it. I just hope it sells decently because they seem like a smaller, newer studio from Columbia. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the architecture in the actual game, the buildings, they actually like straight up like took inspiration from like really important buildings in Columbia, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of put like a fantastical twist on it. So that's really cool. So cool. I just think that that's kind of nice. And uh, yeah, I just I hope that they like kind of move forward and and you know grow. So gotcha. Um, well, let me give you my quick hits of stuff I've been watching before we hear about snake eyes i love teasing snake eyes as like at this big movie we're gonna talk about yeah um, no, it's, it's barely, it's barely so nice. like i actually I, I every time i say it i'm like this is gonna be hilarious to keep teasing it um so, it's gonna be actually the whole it's gonna be the whole thumbnail it's just gonna be snake eyes, <laughs> the, snake eyes. Uh, the new season of ted lasso just started and i that show is just so wonderful and happy i just love that show you're not watching week to week though you're gonna wait right uh i'm watching week to week because my wife is watching it now Oh, okay. So you're it. caught up with me then. Cool. Yeah. I'm caught up. And I'm watching week to week because uh, there's a group of us on our team at work that all decided, hey, let's watch this every week and we'll talk about it. Talk about yeah. Open our team that's, meeting. That's what I like about the week to week format. Yeah. Like that's how we're kicking off our team meeting. Um, that's so fun. So Ted, Ted Lasso. I think I think only Ted Lasso could pull off that uh, whole arc or whatever plot point with the dog. I agree. That's the only type of show that could do something like I loved that. It. Like that was so wild. Yep. Um, that show is amazing. It's just so happy. And uh, anyway, yeah. uh, I also I did finish Mythic Quest. It's got two seasons. Again, not the best show ever. There's actually plenty of points where I'm like, I don't think I like any of the main characters. Like, just, <laughs> they all kind of have. I don't think you're supposed to like any of them. Yeah. You're not necessarily supposed to like them, but they do have mm-hmm. moments where they try to make it sweet. And uh, yeah. second season wasn't as good, but it still was entertaining. It is uh-huh. funny when they when they cut to um, uh, like video game clips, and they just shamelessly include so many Ubisoft games, especially Assassin's yeah. Creed. Just so many Ubisoft clips uh, of their and but there was one. Uh, towards the end of se- season two, where Ian, the main creative director guy, is showing a sizzle reel of his new expansion called Zeus, right. and it includes clips from so many different games that Ubisoft that didn't even make. Every, like Horizon Zero Dawn's <laughs> in there, and like Call right. of Duty. I think really? it was like, it's like 
it's meant to be funny. It's meant to be like he's just doing a generic expansion yeah. that looks cool and it has a cool name like Zeus, but doesn't really do anything. And so it shows these clips mm-hmm. from all these AAA games, and it's just yeah. like what. So I like his, that. His is shallow, and then Poppy's is like way too freaking yes. demanding and exactly. impossible to do. So I, uh, I like yeah. that show, but the, it really the only thing about it that I would highly recommend everyone watch is uh, right in the middle of season one that episode that I'm already blanking on the title of it, but it's a it's like this kind of yeah. background episode that's just so good. I, I like loved. This there's an ep- as much, but it was okay. season two had a, an episode like that, but it ended up being about a character in the show. Um, who is very unlikable though. So he I is, he yeah. is, but I th- still thought that was a really good episode. It made his companions or whatever look more sympathetic than he, him. Yeah. That, that show is full of a lot of unlikable people and it just depends on how much you can tolerate that. Cause yeah. uh, that's what always sunny is, is full of unlikable people, but it's just hilarious. <laughs> so it is. Um, it's not like, so if yeah. you watch something like the officer parks and rec, they balance out the unlikable crazy moments mm-hmm. with tons of like uh, sugary sweet moments they balance that really well yes absolutely so um even the office does that although we talked about what's that what's that in your pocket chunky (laughs) he pulls out the little piece of candy she's like all right so i i I liked it i recommend it if you really um like kind of dark if you liked always sunny or if you Mm -hmm. liked silicon valley very similar type of show where there's yeah yes silicon valley is a better comparison yeah um last two things i'll mention real quick i I liked it more than you then it seems so i i highly recommend it honestly I, I like it. I, Ted Lasso's way better. Um, but then I watched um, Gunpowder Milkshake. That's fun. It's a fun Netflix movie. Original. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. And there was a point in the movie, and I don't know if I was just feeling super cynical or critical or what, where I was just like, <laughs> "This is just a poor man's Tarantino Kill Bill ripoff." Like there were there were points <laughs> when I just kind of felt like it was a little derivative of other, you know, Lucky Number Seven. Oh, very. Yeah. yeah. But if you can let that go, which I chose, I was like, you know what? Who cares? Let's just see what they do. Mm-hmm. It's got some really cool and creative action scenes and sequences. And um, it's it's very cheesy, but very creative. The best part, I thought, was there's a moment where uh, this guy numbs our main hero's arms. <laughs> so she can't move her arms at all. So she yeah. has this little girl tape weapons to her hands and, and wheel her down the hallway as she just uses her shoulders <laughs> to swing her dead arms and kill these guys. And it's awesome. It's such a good yeah. fight scene. It's That's, so funny. That fight scene is so inventive. So yeah. anyway, I like I wish it. there was more of that. The rest of the action was fun, but not anything you hadn't seen before. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But, but, so but uh, uh, that, what, what that reminded me of was Shoot 'em Up. Have you seen that movie with Clive That's Owen? Good. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. Except Shoot 'em Up was better, a little better at doing good. that. There's yeah. also that one that was in first person with uh, the guy from Hard- District 9. Hardcore Henry? Uh, Hardcore Henry. Now yeah. that one is crazy. Okay. Anyway, um, the other thing I watched was – the I just finished it tonight, actually, before we started recording uh, earlier this evening, was uh, The Highwaymen with Kevin Costner and Woody, Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah. It's about the cops that caught Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. Yeah, they were retired Texas Rangers who got kind of <laughs> pulled back in. But it's actually – from what I've read, don't know if this is true. It's one of the more accurate telling retellings of how those two got caught, how Bonnie and Clyde mm-hmm. got caught, killed. Um, it doesn't glorify them as any more than just crazy serial killers, which I kind of appreciated mm-hmm. that. A lot of yeah. movies try to make it seem like this big romantic escapade. Yeah, and you... they only killed when they had to. It's like no, they were no, they they, they were, were pretty yeah. They they were indiscriminate. Did you see the original, the Bonnie and Clyde with the yeah. uh, long yeah. time, long time? It's a, it, like I think it's a really good, well-made movie. But like, yeah, those two guys are not. 
it's nothing's romantic about any of that. They're they're murderers. Um, but these two guys were these two guys were sweet. And Harrison and and uh, Costner put in great performances. I love kind of the grizzled old veteran approach for some of these actors who used to be in so many action movies and all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. But they can still deliver, and they do. It's it's a good movie. I like you, it. You got to see the other Costner movie around. I think it was last year. Let Let Him Go or Let Her Go, whatever it's called. Oh, that's on my list. Yeah. yeah, it's so good, man. It's I think it's better than Highwaymen, um, as far as costume movies go, recent ones. But yeah, it's really good. So you know, when you get to the end of uh, TV shows, like I watched through Loki, and I finished mm-hmm. caught up with Better Call Saul. So when you catch up with these shows, you're kind of looking around like, so what else is on? Yeah. So now what? So I do Mr. have the robot, Tim. I, I, I maybe I'll try that one. You got me interested, but um, I put some bunch of movies in my queue over the last several months and even years that i never got to so mm-hmm. i've lost a couple of those but. i've kind of been i've kind of been doing that too where like i'll be like something's in my queue that's older and i'll be like how have i never seen this movie let me just throw it on and it wasn't even uh i do every year i do come up with like a curate like a top uh not a top 10 just a movie uh 10 movies that i haven't seen over the years that are super old that i know i need to see and this year i've just kind of been winging it like i've just been like oh i haven't seen this movie from the 80s that i've been meaning to see well i've realized i've seen most kevin costner movies weirdly enough he makes good movies though. here's the thing i'm gonna say this about kevin costner tell me Waterworld. i was thinking this while i was Watch watching the this because i i actually did rewatch <laughs> Waterworld last winter because it, it got put on one of the, like netflix or got put on some service i was like oh sure i'll watch this and it was yeah. just as kind of cheesy but fun as i remember but um anyway Kevin Costner plays essentially the same character in everything I've seen him Absolutely. in, whether it's Robin Hood <laughs> yep. or The Highwaymen or Waterworld. He's the same stoic, yeah. and he has the same accent. Like, he didn't even try British accent in Robin Hood. Everyone around him was British. He's just being Kevin Costner with a bow. I think there's one scene where they left his British accent in, but the rest of it, he's just straight-up American. Anyway. That's funny. Um, but I feel like he's kind of like Keanu Reeves mm. in that yeah. In that he is good at the thing he does. Like he's good at the character he can portray. Yeah. And the movies he's in generally pretty good. Like there's not a lot of Keanu Reeves movies that I dislike. Yeah. He's kind of the same character almost every time. Maybe a little yeah. variation here and there. But and I always like him. And he doesn't really have a ton of range, but I yeah. like I he don't just know. makes watchable freaking movies, man. Like let well, him go. It's- is the Ryan most Reynolds, thing ever. and one of the reasons why I like Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is he actually makes fun of himself because he's self-aware that people say, "Hey, Ryan Reynolds is just Deadpool." Like that, like yeah. that's all he does. He plays yeah. the same I character mean, over yeah. and over. Yeah, but I like that he does that. Yeah, yeah it works. Yeah. If it works, it works. Yeah, you're right. That, that's, that can be the uh, the same thing for comedic actors. That's totally true. Right. Yeah. Not everybody needs to be Christian Bale with like. All this range and gaining weight, losing weight, and yeah, methods. Oh, or Tom <laughs> Hardy becoming someone new every like Tom Hardy can change every time. But uh, yeah. you know what's interesting is uh, we're going to talk about Snake Eyes now. No more teasing. But the actor who's in Snake Eyes, <laughs> I didn't realize this till I was looking at the picture behind you, Jeff. I see the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, because that's that's. I think very, feel like he was a bad choice, by the way. That was a very like sweet romantic comedy movie where he plays the handsome boyfriend or whatever and yes yeah he's the crazy action. rich agent yeah. and then the villain sorry if this is a spoiler but i assume from the trailers as the villain is the guy from warrior which is a really yes. cool show well okay. no, no no he's not in this movie he's not the villain in this movie and in, in the movie oh. uh tommy is like his brother in arms or whatever you want to okay, call but it he's, but he's in it right the guy but eventually warrior. his character does become 
I mean, you can stuff. tell based on the freaking trailers. This character does be kind. He wears all white. He's supposed yeah, to be kind of. You know anything about G.I. Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the right. whole thing. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I saw the trailer and I thought, oh, there's Storm Shadow. There's Storm I was Shadow. always a Storm Shadow guy uh, mm-hmm. and over Snake Eyes, and you knew they were rivals. That was the whole thing. Dude, when right. I played G.I. Joe. This Joe's, is about why they became, they became rivals, basically. When I was a kid playing G.I. Joe's, I'm with you, Derek, because he was one of my favorite figures, was Storm Shadow. I always thought his he was so cool looking. In my little stories that I made when I was playing, I still remember this. He always turned good every time. He was always because I couldn't have him be the bad guy. Like I, he was so. Well, and he wore white. Like why is the evil yeah. one wearing white? And why is the? I always, one yeah, white? as a kid, I always mixed them up. I was like, okay, so Snake Eyes is a bad guy because he's I mean, in all that black. Was, that's almost yeah. as mind blowing as Blue from Blue's Clues being a girl. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's exactly the same. G.I. Joe and Blue's Clues do share a lot of similarities. They do. They, they really, really do. All right, so tell me about Shut this. up, Tim. Shut up, Tim. Tell me about this movie. Go. The title of this episode is Shut Up, Tim. I want Jeff to talk first. I want. I honestly want to hear his opinion. Well, then I'll tell him to shut up. I don't. I just don't. I just think trash is harsh. That's that's it. Okay, I don't go. Think, I want to hear. I literally want to hear what you guys. Because I don't think it's great. <laughs> uh, like it's not like. I don't even think it's like good like it's just decent um okay. it's not anything i haven't seen before there. like the story did even somehow get me invested and i bought i i didn't not that i bought anything that snake eyes was doing um henry golding uh which i, I could agree that he was miscast but it could have just been the writing too for, of his character i don't know i don't know which problem it was That's but uh, kinda, i have to say as a gi joe fan I don't know the backstories like of the individuals real well, but Snake yeah. Eyes doesn't talk. Right. So is the backstory like the accurate backstory is that Snake Eyes did talk at one point and then something happens later on in the story and then he never talks again. I, dude, or I was hoping like Tommy ripped his right throat now. out and then left and became Storm Shadow <laughs> like at the end of the movie or something, but nothing like that happened. So I'm like, does he just take a vow of silence later? What happened? Like, they don't explain any of that. I um, always thought that, like, no one ever knew. Like, it was a mysterious background of why he'll never speak. Or they just were too lazy to write it into the story in an intelligent way, and they just that, hoped I mean, that they you could all have, forgot. and they just opted not to, and opted to end it on a cliffhanger, even though they might there might not even be another movie. So I mean, I really, I I think this is gonna fail hard, and I doubt we'll see a second. Was one. this on but HBO Max? Is, no, it's not. It's a theaters I only right now. Watched it with my two. <laughs> Um, and I was expecting them to be like, Dad, this is terrible. And Ian left, and he's like, I liked it. They're, they're going to make a second one. And I didn't say anything. I'm like, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, I would totally go see it. I'm like, I, I was the only one in my theater on a Thursday night. That's a bad sign, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, I was literally. And you gave alone. it a standing ovation through the entire credits. <laughs> I was on my when, phone sometimes. When like, the I mean, lead actor has to stand in front of you before the movie starts and thank you for coming to see your movie. You already know you're starring in a battle. <laughs> is that, like, is that actually what happens? happens in the movie. Yeah, that, is happening. that real? Please don't leave Jesus. in the middle. Thank you. We put for our blood, you. sweat, and tears. The we, best yeah. people. All right, so I have. Here's my opinion. Okay, so trash is just oh, like before short. Before you mention your uh, how much you hate it, uh, Samara Weaving over yeah. here. Really good choice for Scarlet. She's just a little underwritten and underused in it. That's it. Got it. Just really? a really good choice. I thought she was terrible. I thought she what? was terrible. 
I think she's amazing, though. I want to start off by saying, yes, I am fully aware for anybody who has a strong opinion about G.I. Joe that G.I. Joe is not an overly serious, like, thing. Like, I enjoyed, maybe I didn't like them as much, but I remember liking the other G.I. Joe movies. So I I watched them, and I enjoyed them for what they were. They were cheesy, fun action. So I was not going into this expecting this to be a flawless, serious origin movie but here's why i was extremely disappointed besides like cheesy dialogue which was in it way too much and then i did think the lead actor the the snake eyes actor was pretty lame but i also really could not stand the action scenes like that's the whole point of me going and telling my sons Mm. hey ian it's your birthday would you want to go see this movie because he knows nothing about G.I. Joe, but I was just like, he'll like it because it's got action. Now, he did like it, but I hated it. And then after I told him why I disliked the action scenes, he goes, yeah, that's the part I didn't like. And I'm like, Ian, that was every action scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every action scene uses shaky camera mm-hmm. and it's quick shot. Wow. So it's like, yeah. so like Snake Eyes can be punching somebody. So it's shaking already. Dude, and then yeah. he punches and then he quick shoots over to another uh... fight and then quick. Dude, I'm not getting that's to it. It's like Mortal Kombat, right? The Mortal Kombat movie. That's what Mortal Kombat did a little better. A little slightly Mortal better. Mortal Kombat definitely did it better. But this is like so pointless. Even at parts where they were just running, they had the guy run. He's like, yo, why was it that it was like the cameraman was just another guy behind them running? I'm like, yeah, I don't understand why they did that. And then some of their cool like They're trying to be all part. Paul Greengrass or something like handheld in the yeah, and, and, but if you're going to go with a Paul Greengrass type of born approach, then mm-hmm. stick to it, man. Right. Uh, yeah. Don't don't suddenly go Taken 3 and start chopping up every single I mean, action scene. They're just afraid to show the, the script. <laughs> Liam it's can't basically... stretch like he used to, man. <laughs> it's just a lack of, like, having the, I don't know, the balls to just be like, just focus on this shot all the way through, you know, like, and actually having which, it be which, a good Which shot. I don't get for this movie because you have the dude from Warrior... And you have the dude from the freaking raid in this movie. And I expect amazing well, fights. Which is who scene. I felt like should have been Snake Eyes. Dude, the, the yeah, warrior absolutely. fight scenes are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So let me, let me say one last thing that I didn't like. That, like so when you get to the part where, the, where Storm Shadow, who's not Storm Shadow yet, Tommy, is mad at, at, at Snake Eyes. Like he's mm-hmm. now mad at him. And he's like chasing him and all of that stuff. And there's this part because there's another girl character who's been against Snake Eyes the whole time, but then she also has like a crush on him. Like you can tell it's that yeah, I don't tension. like you, but I like you. Um, so there's a part where they're like on bikes and they're riding next to each other, the two, the girl and Storm Shadow. And she's like, Did you see that? Like they say this. This is so stupid. Did you see that? Snake Eyes helped us and i'm like <laughs> that's all it takes for her to be like we gotta help him, him yeah. to stop i gotta ha- i gotta have sex with that guy yeah she's like did you see that he's helping us and he's like i don't really care you know because his whole mission is to go after i'm like oh my god it's like a middle schooler wrote that scene <laughs> oh my god this is so dumb this game or this movie just keeps like spelling everything else they'll literally put on the screen four weeks later 
present day. I'm like, I already know this was set, like, the scene before was in the past. I already know it's present day. Like, you don't have to write this stuff out. And that was how the dialogue was. It was like, hi, I'm Storm Shadow, and I'm mad at you now. Did you see what he did? He's helping us now. He's really yeah. a good guy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is so All of that stuff, too, was they... they they did that in uh, they call it ADR. Is it called ADR when they do go into a voice booth mm-hmm. and edit their voice into certain scenes? You can tell that they recorded that in an audio booth. Yeah, to spell it out can, for the I hate audience. When you can tell that, especially if they didn't get a good shot. And so, like during a certain cut, they'll do the ADR moment, and yeah. you're like, "Well, I can see that his mouth didn't move at the end there, so right. he wasn't saying that." I hate that the, stuff. The ADR was just so obvious in this movie to a point where you're That's like, what, "How is a major studio behind almost this dubbed?" Movie? That's the other criticism is like so it's like you're advertising this movie as if it's like this triple a like hollywood movie right i didn't get it's that vibe columbia like, right it's columbia freaking pictures it's a big yeah. studio i yeah. feel like they did not and they I had a lot of marketing for it behind this yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know if most of the budget was in the marketing and then they were like well we're gonna we're gonna do some cool stuff but we're not gonna do too many cool things as far as like special effects because i felt like even some of the special effects were cheesy like there's a few i'm not gonna spoil it like few scenes again in this traffic area where they're on bikes and stuff like that and they're trying to do these cool moves and i'm like that wasn't even necessary like that was just the whole point of that move was just so you had some spectacular move but Mm -hmm. it was like not it was it was stupid it was pointless you can't even tell if this is a review of snake eyes or f9 at this point (laughs) yeah because it's the no, same it's, thing. I saw F9. It's the same thing of like, I'm why did they even add that in there? Just trying to be cool. I'm starting to think that any movie that takes a single character from what should be an ensemble cast and tells mm. their origin story and includes the word origins in it, a la X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, my God. It's just not good. It's just not going to be good. It's just not going to be good. Yeah, the um, more that Derek's talking about it, I actually like agree with a lot of his points. So I'm like, maybe I didn't even like this maybe movie. Maybe I didn't I like know. this. I was all alone. <laughs> I had no one to bounce my ideas I off. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if you choose to go see it and you go into it with, like, the expectations of this is cheese, you're going to get cheese. I just was expecting it to be a little bit, like, crisper, yeah. a little bit well done, a little bit better done. And the dialogue felt like I was playing outriders but i'm watching it now and i'm like yeah. oh my gosh See, i went you into, don't need to spell all this out you don't need to talk the way you're talking i went into that and i liked it so mm. some, you're right sometimes if you have the right expectations it can either be like yeah. all right i met my expectations so it was fun jeff and i definitely disagree on one thing i felt like the two women characters the two main women characters were absolutely terrible they were mm-hmm. underutilized, so that might have been part of the reason, like, like, hey, I don't even know who you are, but you're talking. Like, Scarlet or whatever, she was saying some cheesy stuff, too, and I was like, oh, you're was. only it's in the movie the for, like, yeah, I was like, you're only in the movie for, like, 30 seconds, and I already hate you. And then even the other girl that's, you Fair can tell enough. in real life, yeah, Fair Baroness, enough. you can tell in real life she's a hottie, they, they're like, hey, we gotta make her not look cute, but <laughs> still be sexy, like, she's dressed say. sexy. Do you not like these uh, female characters because they just weren't good looking enough? Or? Uh, no, no Baroness, you can tell that Baroness <laughs> is a hottie that they did not make very hot. Like her hair, sure. I'm like, 
that haircut, that's not even lesbian. Like, you're, like, in between. Like, I don't know not even lesbian. Not even I don't know if you're straight what? or dyke. I, There's I think the that's title a of haircut. Word. You're not... <laughs> There's the title of the episode. That's not even lesbian. T- Shut up, Tim. That's not even lesbian. <laughs> yeah. There's the title of the episode. Oh, They're gonna get canceled. Second point. <laughs> All right. Well, do we do need to? Ra- I know we're going kind of long. But this has been fun. Uh, we're gonna go through some headlines real quick and wrap some stuff up. So stop me if something interests you There's here. There's only one important headline, Tim. There's only one. Yeah. Was it that? Let's it, get through it. It involves space. Uh, there's a new job listing for Hitman developer IO Interactive, and it's their 007 project they're working on. Of course, this is the Hitman developer making a James Bond game. But what's interesting here is that it says they're looking for someone with experience working with third-person action games. So mm. it's safe to assume they are at least at early stages looking at a more Hitman style as opposed yes. to Goldeneye style. Good, good. Uh, third-person, hopefully, right uh, cover-based shooter, stealth stuff. Um, Oops, one of the spy game. One of the worst announcements that I've seen this year was Tom Clancy's X Defiant. Um, I haven't seen it, but everyone seems super offended by it. Just go, don't even watch the YouTube video. Just look at the ratio. Just look at the dislike to like. Ratio. I am, I'm not, a, I, I'm only offended by it in that Ubisoft dedicated resources to this. I can't. So believe. many. We're going to revolutionize shooters. Like, literally every shooter played. It's a free to play shooter mashing up their Tom Clancy. Division, Ghost Recon, and Splinter Cell franchises. I'm glad to bring it back. Splinter Cell. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is just like we knew it. There, it. It looks so dumb. It looks really bad. So yeah. just go go check out the trailer. Even just the poster. Once you see the character design they have, it's like wow. You, you can even tell that the presenters, which I think one of them is like the president of that division, and the other one's like the creative director, and they both sound so freaking bored with what they're presenting. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's like in Mythic Quest when they add uh, battle royale to the game. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, (laughs) All right, Uh, Song of Iron, which is a game that some folks have known about for a while because it's been announced for a while. It's on PC, coming to PC. Uh, Also coming to Xbox, I believe, as another console exclusive, at least initially. It's this side-scrolling Viking action game. looks really cool. It looks awesome. Love the art style. Comes out August 31st. Um, It kind of reminded me a little bit of Shadow Complex, some of the like 2D stuff if you remember shadow complex back in uh-huh. the 360 days. i played the remaster like a couple of years ago yeah it's really good um, of course it's set in a viking setting so i'm not saying the characters or settings look like that shadow complex was futuristic sci-fi but like the 3d 2d stuff uh just mm-hmm. reminded me of that um but i think it looks pretty cool hopefully it's good um if you are a ps5 owner if you're lucky enough to have snagged one of those consoles or if you snag one between now and you have i believe until the middle of july next year you just go download the Apple TV Plus app and on the PS5, and you can get six months for free. Cool. Nice. That'll be my way to convince, uh, you know, I know Kyle uh, hasn't caught any of the Apple. Uh, well, I mean, I think the first season of Mythic Quest he's seen, but he hasn't well, caught any of the Apple TV stuff. So that's, this would be a good way to convince already, him. Uh, yeah. Some excellent shows already. And they've got even more amazing stuff coming. Like yeah. there's a new Joseph Gordon-Levitt show coming out soon. And oh, yeah, some, Mr. Corman, I think, yeah. There's one called The Invasion that looks fascinating coming out. Yeah, there's yeah. Mosquito Coast. There's one be- airing right now called Schmigadoon, and it's uh, funny. Keegan-Michael yeah. Key and uh, Cecily Strong are yeah. in a – are in a 50s musical they're, they're stuck, stuck they're stuck there yeah it's like, stuck in like a place, 40 or 50s musical yeah really. that sounds like my nightmare <laughs> it's so freaking funny <laughs> sounds like my nightmare um yeah get apple tv plus for six months which is a pretty big yeah chunk of time. um yeah that's great it, it should is one um, the only reason the only way that you wouldn't get it is if you already subscribe through apple one 
if you're a normal subscriber like me, if you just paid Apple the five bucks a month through your Apple account, then you apply this and it'll give you that six months from cool. what I've heard. So, um, guys, we know the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut's coming out next month. I'm super excited about it. I think it's August, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the most important piece that they've talked about recently is you can now pet more animals than just foxes. You can pet cats, deers, pet monkeys. so much shit. I mean, there's so <laughs> many animals that you pet everyone and everything. Uh, so I think it's fair to say this is the best upgrade ever for any game. I mean, it ever. automatically makes it this year's goatee, and the game came out last year, right? I mean, nope. it, they nope. said something about how you can tame the animals. <laughs> return to pet them whenever you want like that's actually a feature that that's so funny. i mean really what they should have done is like you get to have one of these animals follow you around i know like I that ideally should have been what it was but see if thief does that okay anyway um <laughs> <laughs> you hear that derek uh guys nintendo and i put a post about this but i gotta say it here too nintendo it deserves nintendo to be said has, yeah. nintendo has heard you okay <laughs> they, they hear you they know that when the rumors of the Switch Pro came out and all they delivered was the OLED Switch, they heard your disappointment and they they feel that. When they saw that the Steam Deck got announced, they realized they really dropped the ball and this is what they should have made. So don't you worry. Nintendo's got you covered. They decided to pull back the curtain from some of their best Super Nintendo games in the back catalog. You might be like, hey, the Super Nintendo offerings are pretty skim. Don't worry. They're bringing some of the best of the best. Claymates, Jelly Boy, and Bomboozle. Well, wow. are all now on SNES Online. Jelly so, Boy. My mind is blown. I can't believe they had the I guts to... I don't even to know if I've ever even heard of them. <laughs> ...release their best content. I love that Nintendo doesn't care even a little bit that they've let people down and that another company is swooping in to try to take their market share. They're like, yeah, we don't care. We have Mario and Zelda. And <laughs> yeah. Which Anim- they could have given us here, and they did not. So. No, why do that? Why do that? Why give us something you have complete rights over like Earthbound? Why would you do that? You know, um, makes no sense. OK, um, there's a big story right now that we won't dig into right now because we don't have a lot of time. We're over time. Uh, but California, the state of mm. California, by the way, is suing yep. Activision Blizzard over alleged harassment. So when I hear alleged harassment, it is difficult for me sometimes not to roll my eyes and go, here we go. Another bunch of like entitled people that just feel like they didn't get their fair shake. So I read the articles, a couple of them, that were describing some of the stuff. I don't know if you guys read them. Yeah, I did. I was seeing tidbits. It's rough. Yeah. Like, it's real rough. And I think, like, frat boy culture just means, oh, so they're just a bunch of dude bros who are helping each other get promotions and the women feel left out. That sucks. But, you know, harassment, guys, come on. If you read the details, it's awful. So it's really bad. Uh, and this like is some this of them... suit. This suit is following a two-year investigation by that California yeah. uh, group that is it's filing bad. a lawsuit. We're talking so, about... like they dug in and said, "Let's find evidence of this." Before there was yeah, even one female employee who got sexually involved with her supervisor. At least this is what the claim. One of the parts of the complaint says. And then when he ass- allegedly spread pictures of either them together or her oh, by geez. herself and things like that, and since she killed herself because oh was it that one yeah yeah so it it is it's pretty gross and i think when all of us think of activision especially we think of a bunch of dude bros making call of duty that's just what we think of 
But when you hear about the details of people being truly mistreated, it's just a mm-hmm. huge, it uh, just really is a bummer. I, I think, uh, I remember reading that, that, especially for Blizzard too. I'm like, Blizzard? Like, I don't know. I don't know. For Activision, I, I expect I think it's it. mainly Activision though. It's both. Mainly. I think, uh, I, I do recall reading uh, a blurb on, I think, Wikipedia where the president issued a statement on this uh, right after this came out and was like, kind of just dismissed the claims. And um, there was a work stoppage because of that, because they didn't agree with his statement. Um, the employees were like, Uh-oh. like went on strike or something. I don't know what you want to call yeah. it. It's one because they're not some, unionized. It's, it's one think, thing so when you know. it's kind of like with IGN with some of the men there that got blamed. Like he made me uncomfortable and he told me that he liked me. And I'm like, well, that's not harassment. That's a guy hitting on you and he just sucks at it like that. Those kind of things kind of bothered me when mm-hmm. they became big harassment claims and there might have been some harassment in there but some of the descriptions i remember reading made me go like this is yeah. harassment i know what you're this talking is about just awkward yeah and i'm sorry it was awkward for you but he didn't know how to he doesn't he's not like yeah. Derek. he doesn't know how to do this <laughs> um Dude, and so I've been, this is I've been, yet, though this sounds like full-on parties in the offices where the women were being treated like party items essentially and it sounds bad it sounds yeah bad. i i've been saying for years like people have been like just you know, EA this, EA that, as far as, like, the worst video game company. I've been saying for years Activision is the worst. Absolutely the worst. And, like, this is, like, completely separate for the reasons that I knew of before. But this is just, like, the cherry on top, so to speak, of, like, here's the mountain of shit that just makes this company just, like, unbelievable. Just all the things that they've done, like... If they settle or if they lose, let's just say they don't settle and they take it to court and they lose, Mm. do you guys think Call of Duty struggles to sell as well as it normally does. Do you think this is Battlefield's chance to it's it's maybe it's gonna fun. make a little less money, but I feel like it's still gonna sell. Nah, it's gonna be just fine. fine. I, mean, I think it would just result in a change in leadership and that's it. Yeah. Most people don't care. All right, yeah. well speaking of EA, uh EA play happened and there were not a ton of announcements. There's one big one we'll talk about. Not a ton of announcements. They've got grid legends coming out from Codemasters. So if you guys EA. like um shoot, what's the name of that not project cards, what was it called? Isn't it just Grid? I thought it was just called Grid. Yeah, or... Codemasters used to work on a different racing series. Was it the one that they had like the slow motion wrecks? I'm blanking out on what it's called. Burnout? Not Burnout. Yeah, didn't oh. they do Burnout? I don't, I don't know. Think... Did they? Who? Code... Codemasters? Codemasters? No. Codemasters were... did Grid. Just Grid. Okay, all right. Then I've got my developers mixed up. But that's coming. Grid Legends is coming out next year. Um, the people who made Faye or Fee, how do you say it? Uh, they have this new game coming out called Lost and Random, which just looks really yeah. cool. I remember seeing this. I think it was a couple of years ago that they showed it for the first time, and I was like, "This is Did just straight up Tim Burton." Play I tried it, and it was not very fun. I like. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, I might buy it," and then I. Yeah, I, I think so I did the I same did. thing with that Derek did. Yeah, I, I think was it's just on. Like, Ooh, I'm gonna check it out, and I never did. I think it's on Game Pass through the EA deal i think um it looked like you know 3d ori but it just wasn't very good um but lost and random kind of looks like a tim burton-esque stop motion visual game i didn't realize that this had been revealed before that's yeah that's, yeah uh, i remember saying yeah, i was like this coming just out so straight up is too. tim burton like comes yeah. out september 10th really to everything switch xbox playstation pc all of it they talked about new seasons of their ongoing games like knockout city and apex legends i don't care about that sorry um they do have an interesting mode they're they're gonna have in battlefield 2042 called portal mode so at first i thought they're teaming with valve like no it's not that (laughs) the idea here is that it's essentially trying to hint at the idea of jumping around through time because you can create your own modes and settings 
in your version of Battlefield 2042, you can create a match or you can create a mode that includes elements from a bunch of their other games, including things like Bad Company, and I would assume some of their old World War One and Two games. I didn't read really in detail on this, but I know that the idea here is to give players the ability to use elements from their past games to create their yeah own. one of the one of the like quick things that i saw was like if your team is like the future soldiers and you go and you're fighting against like the past soldiers there's more of them because their technology is not as advanced well, so it's like basically your team has like less people but you have more more of an arsenal at your disposal so i like that kind of interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully people will make some creative stuff with it. And then that's where it becomes good. Like the mode itself is like, that's interesting. But when people start creating some cool stuff with it, that's when it becomes yeah. fun. But the big announcement, of course, is confirmed Dead Space remake is now yeah. been announced. It was just a little teaser. Like there really wasn't much to it. No, there wasn't. No. Uh, it's being developed by EA Motive. And there's all kinds of articles out there about them talking about why they're making it, how they're making it, elements that they're going to keep or remove. So there's tons of stuff you can go out and read out there if you're interested in learning more about this. They did not say anything about where the development is or a release yeah. window that's obviously very early on. Kind of hilarious but sad when they have to like really have it be like a main bullet point. No microtransactions. Huh? Huh? You guys said you didn't want them, so we don't have them. Huh? You're welcome. <laughs> it's like, F off. Like, uh... shut up. Um, but apparently there's somebody from the previous developer um, uh, consulting or something. So there's people from, you know, the past games like, kind of their hands are in there just i guess making sure that it's being done correctly so that's reassuring you know that's cool that's cool a dead space remake not dead space 4 not i mean yeah. didn't right. i say last week because i think it was it was rumored and we mentioned on the last episode i said yeah. remake the first one or the first two you just did say that don't acknowledge the third one and and then make sequels yeah so, so we'll see what happens there so there you go there's your headlines for the week um, not a ton of stuff, but some. Yeah. Oh, thanks. We need to add a little sound effect there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for us this week. Thanks for staying up late uh, and chatting. Thank you guys for listening. Real, and... real quick. Nope, yeah. nope. Real quick. Yeah. Derek, ha Derek hasn't been on for how many episodes? Derek, you need to give us some words of wisdom, good sir. We haven't <sighs> seen you. You're, you're living your life. You're meditating on some mountain or something. Give us words of wisdom. He's gonna close us out. Go Teague. No, I don't perform for you guys. That, that, that's your word of wisdom. Don't perform for others. Be you. you. Just don't mm. be gay. <laughs>